welcome to our favorite episode of Nizzy Jacuzzi. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm your host, Lila Shivshanka Fricka, and joining me is the big story explainer and sound effect shocker, my mama. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> this week on Nizzy Jacuzzi, we'll discuss the big topic that's on everybody's mind these days. Should we be going back into class or not? We also hear a message of hope about the postponed Olympics. We'd find out about chicken nuggets that don't really come from real chickens. And what secret ingredient might make cows fight less. Also, move over TikTok, there's a new player in town, for real. But first, let's hear a rap from the biggest news stories of the week. From my mama, because she can talk really fast. Hold on tight. It's Around, Around the, the World, world in 80, 80 Seconds. seconds. Oh, Tensions remain high in the U.S. city of Portland, Oregon, where activists have surrounded the federal courthouse for two months, protesting against police brutality. But violence escalated after federal officers, so police not from the city, arrived to restore order. Things between the U.S. and China are getting shakier. First, America ordered a Chinese embassy office in Houston, Texas to shut down, claiming it was spying on Americans. Then, in what's known as a tit-for-tat response, the Chinese shut down an American embassy office in Chengdu, China. The teenage environmental activist Greta Thunberg has been awarded a top humanitarian honor called the Gulbenkian Prize that comes with a million dollars. But the eco-warrior says she plans to donate the prize money to environmental groups. And scientists have discovered ancient tools in a super high, super hard to get to cave in Mexico that's shaken up everyone's idea of ancient Americans. Experts thought humans have been in the Americas for 15,000 years, but these tools look twice as old as that, meaning humans could have been on the American continent 30,000 years ago, and that's before the last great ice age. Woo! Thanks for that flash around the world, and now it's time to tackle the, the big news story of the week. It's a subject on everyone's mind these days. Should kids be allowed to go back to school? Or not. For many of you kids, that might not be the happiest sound, because hearing it usually meant you'd better be in class sat down and ready to listen, right? Yeah, I admit it. But actually, I'd much rather hear that sound and be back in class than start online classes again. I know, but going into school could increase the spread of the coronavirus. But the American Academy of Pediatrics, those are children's doctors, strongly recommend students be physically present in school as much as possible. Yeah, but the Centers for Disease Control says remote learning is the safest option. But other data show it might be safer for younger kids to go back. Yeah, but, oh gosh, we're arguing on air. We're not arguing, dear mother. We're debating. (laughs) Debating, okay. We're exchanging views without getting nasty or arguing, and I thought that was good. You're right. We're debating this just like hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, at home, in school boardrooms, and even government offices. But in order to have a good debate... We have to hear views from both sides. The pros and cons. That means those for it and those against it. We volley our points back and forth like a tennis match, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You're for school's reopening, so you start. 
Okay, so besides the fact that I miss my friends and it's really hard to stay engaged in online classes, number one, experts say missing out on school at a young age will have a long-lasting impact on children's education and even future success in life. Okay, that's hard to argue with, but... Well, there's still the risk of the virus spreading when lots of people are in an enclosed space together, especially young children who might not be good at maintaining social distancing. But children are less likely to catch COVID-19. Yes, but you're not totally immune. That means there's still a small chance you could catch it. Plus, it's not just that you can get it, but you can pass it on to others without even knowing it, like your parents. And that's really bad if you live with someone elderly or with health problems, like diabetes, because if they catch it, it can be harder for them to recover. And you know, it's not just kids that go to school. What about the teachers and the support staff? Okay, but the lockdown isn't fair for kids who don't have any devices at home or even just bad internet connectivity. Never mind power cuts like we get here in India. That's a good point. Plus, if kids can't go back to school, then parents can't go back to work. So how will anybody make any money and buy food and stuff? That's true, but if people go back quickly and there's a resurgence of infections throughout the community, then some people won't be able to work anyway. But some countries have reopened schools and they haven't seen a resurgence. Good point, but they were countries that stuck with their lockdowns long enough to reduce infections. Oh, this is tiring. I know, debating is. But guess what? The cool thing about debates and hearing both sides is that we found some common ground, really. Your last point was super valid, and if you combine it with mine, then there's a compromise. If you live in a state or region that's done well at reducing infections, then maybe schools there will be more likely to reopen. Like take it case by case? Yeah, and maybe not like a sweeping one-size-fits-all decision. In fact, this story is so big, we're going to continue looking at it next week and see all the different ways schools could reopen. Like part one and part two. Yeah. Cool, because schools won't be like it was before, that's for sure. That's right. Stay tuned for part two. So, speaking of things postponed because of the nasty old coronavirus, this week would have been the beginning of something fabulous. I'll be ready to play Sports news! Yup, this should have been the start of Olympics 2020 hosted in the Japanese city Tokyo. That's right, but they're having to wait a whole year before the games begin. But Mama, what happens to all those athletes who've been practicing and practicing and practicing? Yeah, they have to practice for a whole nother year. For some, this was their last shot at representing their country and winning a medal. I'd feel cheated if I were them. I'm sure they do. Never mind the city of Tokyo, all geared up to host a party no one's coming to, for a year anyway. Japanese swimmer Iki Rikako, who should have been addressing a massive stadium full of people, instead delivered this solitary message of hope, through a translator encouraging the world to look forward to next year's games. Think of the coming year, not simply as a one-year postponement, but as a plus one. I understand that there are those who feel it is not the right time to talk about sports, 
when the world is going through such difficulties. But to overcome adversity, what we need most of all is hope. A flame of hope glowing in the distance allows us to keep trying, to keep moving forward, no matter how hard it is. So to next year then. Indeed. Now it's the ace part of our podcast. That stands for... Art, culture and entertainment. Darling. Darling. Today we have two ace news briefs, don't we? We do indeed. Wait, I just realized, are they called news briefs because they're short stories? Yes, exactly. And I know why the first one is brief. Yep, the winners of the annual iPhone Photo Awards have been revealed. But discussing photos that our listeners can't see is a little tricky. Yeah, but we just have to mention the awards. I mean, look, there's a photo of a kid with a cotton candy head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's holding it, but the candy floss is so big that it looks like it's her head in the picture. It looks like my dream best friend. That's what it looks like. (laughs) Okay. Oh, ooh. Check this one out. Look at the hair on those horses. Can you see them? It's so clear. How are these even taken with the phone? I love the horse's eye. It looks so, it looks so human. Oh, and look at this one. Oh, it looks like Aurora's castle in the middle. We're going to have to end our chat here and let the listeners have a look themselves. But after our podcast, please... Yes. Oh, I have an idea. We should ask the listeners to write in and tell them which one is our favorite. Tell us which one's our favorite. Ooh, that's a good idea. Or even send us a voice memo and we'll include you on the next episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to say the email address? Sure. It's contact at newsyjacuzzi.com. Awesome. Now, our other arts, culture, and entertainment news brief is... Move over, TikTok. There's a new player in town. And for the few people on Earth who might think TikTok is simply the sound a clock makes, TikTok is actually a video sharing app. The new YouTube. But people love it, older kids and adults, because they can use real pop songs and clips from TV shows to help express themselves. Like she's from, from another nation. Which nation? My imagination. Finish the lyrics. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Wow, you're really good. Keep going. I'm off the deep end. But not everyone likes it. Let's cut across to our reporter, RF Skills, for the latest on Video App Wars. And he should know because he has his own YouTube channel. As any listener of Neezy Jacuzzi will know, TikTok has been in the news a lot lately. Why? Because of politics. You see, TikTok is owned by a Chinese company, and India and China have been in a standoff lately over disputed land on their shared border. So a few weeks ago, India's Prime Minister banned TikTok and 58 other Chinese apps. But now that TikTok is falling behind, and since there is an open market in India, Facebook is improving its Instagram app, adding a new feature to be more like TikTok. It's already launched here in India and is expected to roll out in most other countries any day now. Sadly though, its name is much less memorable. It's called Instagram Reels. 
not exactly snappy for our generation. Who even knows what reels are? Right, Leela? Yeah, good point, Arab. That was YouTuber Arab Skills reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Have they called it Instagram Reels like it's for real? No, I think they're talking about reels of film. Huh? Gosh, I'm so old. See, we used to record footage, video, even audio on tape. Tape? Not the sticking kind, but black magnetic strips of tape that could record sound and images. And it was wound around and around this metal thing called a reel. And that's why it would be called a film reel. I guess that's why Instagram decided to call their TikTok competitor Reels. I think TikTok is snappier. I think I have to agree with you on that. All that film talking is making me hungry. Well, isn't it a good thing the next story is about food? Or maybe not food. Good thing it's time for... The World of Wow. In other words, science. This is a story for all you chicken nugget lovers. Or not. Okay, this is a story for all you vegetarians. Hmm. Uh, vegans then? Maybe. Uh, let's be open-minded. <laughs> yes, you're right. Here to tell us if the story is about chicken or not is our reporter, Julia Goldman, from America's South, a region famous for its fried chicken. Yep, we love our fried chicken here. In fact, it was the nearby state of Kentucky that made fried chicken popular all around the world with the KFC chain. That stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken, in case you didn't know. And now the fast food chain is looking at adding some high-tech food to their menu. KFC plans to use a technique known as 3D bioprinting to reproduce meat, which is a fancy way to say they're going to make meat in a lab. So no chicken, <laughs> no egg, and no jokes about which one came first either. Just meat made by technicians in a lab, but with the same pure substances called microelements found in chicken. Sound good? I'm not too sure myself. But get this, there are obviously no harm to animals with meat made in the lab, and that's good. Plus, KFC claims that lab-made meat will cut their land and energy use in half, and that means less greenhouse gas hurting the environment. KFC also says this crafted meat, as they're calling it, avoids the chemicals and preservatives that are used in traditional farming. The question is, how does it taste? Well, for now, you'll only find out if you're in Russia. That's where they plan to begin putting these digital nuggets on the menu. <laughs> this is Julia Goldman reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi. Thanks, Julia. Sounds delicious. But I have another question. If it's lab-made meat, is it really meat? Yeah, good point. Maybe we have to find another name for it. Hey, how about our listeners let us know what they think? Wow, you really want to hear from them, don't you? <laughs> all right, all right. Is meat made in a lab using 3D bioprinting really meat? Let us know. And if not, what should we call it instead? Yeah, send us an email to contact at newsyjacuzzi.com. Go on, Leela loves getting emails. She finds it so old-fashioned and fun. <laughs> True. And finally, as if that story wasn't odd enough, we've got an even odder food and animal story for you. But brace yourself, it involves burping and farting. 
Ew, mama, every time. <laughs> I know that laugh. Step right up, step right up, step right up. I'm going to lock the dip machine. What's it going to be today, eh? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, no doubt. Oddball indeed, and a bit stinky too. Yep, so everyone might have already heard about cows and methane gas. Mm, methane gas? Hmm, sounds familiar. What if I say cows and burps? Uh-oh, here we go. Don't worry, it's all pretend. And my apologies to anyone eating, but it is in my contract to play such sound effects. Anyway, when cows digest their food and give a good old burp or fart, what comes out is methane gas and that's a greenhouse gas. Now, we've just heard about that in a report from Julia a moment ago, but let's make sure you know what it is. Gas from a greenhouse? Like when you're in a greenhouse, the heat and light come in, but the heat doesn't go out. So, similarly, greenhouse gases are gases that trap heat in the Earth's atmosphere, which means things warm up, hence the term global warming. So, that's two fun facts, and here's a third. Basically, the more cows we have on Earth, eating and burping away, the more methane gas we're gonna have. Well, the good news is that methane is not the component that makes farts smell, but as we've said, it is a big contributor to global warming. So, here's the odd thing. The major fast food chain Burger King reckons they have a solution. More lab meat? Nah, well, not for this story anyway. Their solution is... Wait for it... Lemongrass. Lemongrass? Like the stuff we put in Thai food? Yep. They're gonna make Thai burgers? No, they reckon if lemongrass is added to their cow's feed, the cattle won't burp or fart as much. I mean, come to think of it, how often do you burp after eating a Thai green curry? Good point. However, some people are saying that it's just a load of hot air. Like a bird. Exactly. Some people think it's just a stunt to get in the news. Well, it's worked. <laughs> yes, well, it is hard to resist a story that can have these sound effects, hey? And you love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our fifth episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. Yes, our fifth episode of How About That? Oh, pretty cool. <laughs> well, if you enjoyed this dip in the whirlpool of news and information, then do subscribe to our podcast. While you're at it, give us a good rating. Or better still, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Republic, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to get in touch. Tell us your favorite iPhone photo of the year or what you think we should be calling chicken nuggets that don't really come from chickens. Drop an email to contact at newsyjacuzzi.com. See you next week in the Newsy Jacuzzi. Oh, 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 oh,